0: Talk Talk is brought to you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org/slash mammoth. Let's be healthy together.
1: You're listening to Hawk Talk, the official podcast of Monmouth University Athletics. And here are your hosts, Greg Viscomi and Gary Cowall.
0: Every time I listen to that, I think to myself that I cut the intro too long on the front. And I've always said I'm going to go back and cut it, and I never do until
2: next week. It hasn't changed.
0: (laughs) Well, Gary, uh, we teased this week's guest a little bit, but before that... um, Done with hoops. Hoop season officially over. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more with that on the back end of the show after our guest. But uh, if you were paying, paying attention at all, uh, we scored 100 points in the play, uh, opening round game.
2: It was awesome. Against
0: Hampton. Just couldn't miss. It was awesome. I talked to somebody last night who watched the game on Flow Sports, and they were like, I don't think you guys missed a shot in the first it half. Was, it was unbelievable. So, no, we had like 55 points in the first half. We yeah, had games set, all of, we set all kinds
2: of records. records. We'll get into that. Um, coming off of, uh, of a big podcast, Greg. We're coming off of a big uh, big podcast with Coach E. Hawks went out and, and got a sweep of Merrimack after we had Coach on. So uh, Is that like the good luck of the podcast? Like, possible.
0: Like, like Coach E. Hall came on and they went out and swept yeah. Merrimack? I mean, I, th- yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, the podcast is great. Uh, we teased it a little bit again yesterday, and it got a bu- another bump over uh, over 125 downloads. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and, and if good luck, good luck is a, a thing, like get on the podcast and then have I'm good s- luck. We're in good shape this week. Uh, I'm pretty excited for our guest this week. Uh, you know, this is somebody that we we had talked about when when we go back and forth about upcoming guests, and uh, this week. Uh, we talked about it. we had the, the we have the combine ch- coming over here on Thursday morning <clears throat> over at Capelli Sports Complex and we have a couple student athletes that are participating in in I call it the combine that's pr- it's pro day I don't know why I call it the combine I don't know either I'm shot yeah um pro day is Thursday morning at Capelli Sports Complex and uh we have a couple student athletes working out there and and that's somebody who I think has got a really shot at that next level is today's guest and um that is Monmouth. Graduate student, Owen Wright, running back. Uh, Owen, thank you for taking the time, man. No problem. appreciate you
1: guys having me on.
0: So we uh, we, we were kicking around the idea of, of having, you know, we like to do football, but we can't do a football and basketball only podcast. We have 24 sports here. Uh, but we definitely knew with with the combine just ending and our pro day coming up, uh, we wanted to get on somebody. And, and I think you're somebody who's got as good a shot as anybody we've had in the last few years at really making that jump. Um Talk a little bit about, you know, kind of what 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 you've been doing since, you know, the season ended back in November. Okay. Up till now.
1: Okay. So, you know, I think the first step was uh, signing an agent. Um, that was relatively easy. I was going between two. Um, after that, figuring out where to do my pro day uh, or um, work out for my uh, brother pro day. Mm-hmm. So we chose a facility uh, by Maritos down in Florida, Davie, Florida. And um, yeah, great experience, honestly, working with a lot of, you know, big school guys, you know, Indiana, um, Arizona State, uh, Utah, a bunch of those schools. Um, and it's really different from working, um, you know, football related activities is literally working to be a track athlete and trying to really uh, like hone in on your skills for the certain drills and getting better at that. So, I mean, it was a great experience. Um, definitely different eating styles, too, <laughs> from, from what I'm used to. Um,
0: what do you mean by that? Like, what do they have you do?
1: <laughs> so everything is like measured out. Everything is like particular. Like, oh, you need like rice, chicken, and then like vegetables. Or then you need to have like um, like a fruit with dinner or something like that. So everything is just like very like organized in a way. Like, oh, you're only eating three times a day. So it's very like specific to what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they, they knew their stuff. So I was just, I was trusting the process, honestly. Sure. So, I, I mean, I feel great right now. I mean, the best i felt in a while. Um, Obviously, I'm not getting hit every single week for football, so that helps helps too. too. But, uh, yeah, no, great experience overall.
0: So I thought you said something that was kind of interesting that people don't think about. Like, I think, first of all, most people don't know that uh, guys that have a legitimate shot um, at the next level like yourself, like once football ends, it's really time to just train. Mm -hmm. And everything else goes on pause. And you're not training – Really, for football, like you said, you're training to be a track athlete. Yeah. Lift the most, run the fastest, jump the furthest, mm-hmm. jump the highest, mm-hmm. basically, right?
1: Yeah. No, there's literally, like, it's, like I said before, it's completely different than the way you train for football. Like, we're training for, like, max output, you know, during the season for football. We're just training for, like, straight just strength for, like, you know, three or a couple reps. But it's much different. And then, like, the technique for running and basically how to do your drills is, like, it's a completely different sport, I think. Yeah, yeah, learning that was was crazy.
2: I think for people that aren't like super, um, like we are, like with football every day, um, it's different, right? When you're training, like you're not playing football. Like when you're training for a basketball, like you're you're playing basketball, you you're getting shots up. Um, how different is that for you, as far as like you're not looking forward to like the next practice or the next spring ball or preseason? Like you're really just trying to get yourself in shape to be. Like you said, a, a track athlete. Um, how different is the, uh, is the mindset for you?
1: Um, I mean, we're still competing, but like in the atmosphere of like combine training, it's not like you're competing against numbers, right? It's not like right. against there's another no person. Not, there's no opponent. You're There's no week one. Uh-uh. Right. No, there's no week one. As none of that. But it's just like, it's just all technique. And the technique is what's going to take you over. So whoever has the best technique, whoever can, you know, stay in that moment and not, you know, let the moment get too big. Those are the people that normally do well.
2: What was the one thing that you felt like you needed to work on the most going into this training?
1: I feel like definitely um, like sprint technique. I feel like that was the biggest thing, uh, which needed like a little bit of correcting because, I mean, obviously you're used to like tensing up on the football field, right? When you run the ball, but then when you run just straight up, straight speed, no football in your hand, you need to be relaxed because that helps you run faster. That was the biggest thing for me and to stay relaxed while I run.
0: Yeah, I'm sure be- being a running back, you're – Ripping the ball, you're embracing for somebody to come and hit you, mm. and now it's just you got 40 yards. 40 yards, yeah. 40 yards to run as fast as you can and get two shots at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty wild. Um, all right, so so you go down and you start training, uh, and then you had a little bit of a break because you end up getting invited to the NFLPA ball, Bo- which is. One of the top bowls, one of the top senior, all I guess you don't call them bowls, senior all-star games out there. You know, you got the Shrine Bowl, you got the East-West. There's a couple other I'm forgetting about, but really the the NFLPA Bowl is a big deal because – Every single team is out there. Um, And that was out. You got to play in the Rose Bowl, Mm -hmm. which is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. So kind of take us through, you know, how you found out you were selected. And then, um, you know, when did they bring you out and what that week of practice was like?
1: Yeah, so um, I found out I was selected. I think Coach Cal said I had some mail and I came down before I left. This was like the Tuesday before I left. And I opened up the thing and it was like the NFLPA Bowl. I knew it was played in the Rose Bowl. And he was like, yeah, you're an idiot not to take this. Like I, would, like, I would, like, I would definitely go to this bowl game if I were you. So I was like, all right, cool. So, you know, I, like, signed up for it. Like, put in all my sizes and everything. I read up on it. I was like, okay, yeah, like, this is legit. Um, so I trained for, like, three weeks prior to going. And then, like, it's weird. Coming out of your training and then going back into football is, like, a weird thing, right? Because your body, you know, it's in season and out mm-hmm. season. So your body's like, okay, like, I'm getting back into it. But um, I think we got there on a Sunday. No, we got there on a Saturday. And then, um, it was like the, uh, intercontinental or something like that in, uh, LA mm-hmm. really nice. Hotel. Um, yeah, they had it all set up for us and then we cu- we came in and then, um, they explained us like the whole schedule, like gave us our equipment and everything. And then, so at night we would have like interviews from eight to 11 with like, a, like all NFL teams that wanted to meet with you. So like, you're literally like, you have off time from eight to 11. So you're literally sitting in your room or like sitting downstairs you get a text from an NFL team, oh, we want to see you. And then, like, I got a text at, like, 11 o'clock, like, at the cutoff <laughs> from a team. And I was, and they were like, oh, we want to see you right now. I think it was, like, the Cowboys or something. And they're like, oh, yeah, we want to see you. So I have to, like, come all the way downstairs. And it's, like, 70 floors. <laughs> <laughs> and the elevators were weird. Like, you can't just take it all the way up to the 70th floor. You right. got to go 31, walk to another elevator.
0: And then go the other half all the way up. up. Yeah.
1: So I'm like, yeah, I'll be down in, like, five minutes. But... <laughs> Yeah, the whole we, – we practiced, like, for two and a half hours in the middle of the day, then came back and, like, learned plays and stuff like that. I think it was a really good experience. Um, definitely got to be on your P's and Q's at practice for sure, though.
0: How cool was that meeting guys from just all around the country? It
1: was really crazy. But you see them on, like, ESPN and everything, right? And then when you see them in person, it's like, okay, well, we're, like, we're all in the same place. <laughs> right. So it's, you know, it's really cool, though. That's it's cool. really cool seeing that kind of
2: talent. I'm curious about, about – and I'm – Probably some of it you can't really get into, but um, I've always been curious about the the interview process, the pre-draft process with some of these NFL teams. How much of those conversations are about X's and O's football and how much of those are about so much other things, off the field, mm-hmm. personality, mm-hmm. Um, you know, your your mindset? Like, how, What's the balance between, like, hey, can you do this from on the field versus what do you do off the field?
1: Yeah, it's a lot of, it's, it's actually a lot of stuff that's, like, non-football related. Um, I think it's just to see like your personality and the, a bigger thing, like when you go into interviews and when we were doing like interview prep, it was like, don't lie, whatever you do. Cause they already know the answers that they're going to, that they're going to ask you. <laughs> right. So it's going to mark you off of your line. Um, but then obviously for some X's and O's, like, you know, it'll be like a straight memorization, right? So they will be like, say something, you know, for the alphabet or like something number related or they teach you something and they're like, Oh, say this back to me. And then if you got to get it like word for like word for word. And a lot of the tests, too, right? Like, you know how you take, like, the concussion test and everything? Mm-hmm. They take... We took, like, three or four different tests. It's just, like, completely different. It's, completely, it's, like...
2: Like, concussion test times, like, 60.
0: That's It's <laughs> it's crazy, but it's a business. And yeah, they're investing no, right? a lot of money yeah. in people. Yeah,
2: and it's it's... This is their shot to really dig into who you are as a person, right? Like, you mm-hmm. can watch film all day, all night. You can dig into that. But, like, there could be one thing that makes you either a really bad prospect or a really good prospect. Like, hey, we didn't know this about this sure. kid, but, like, he's so much more driven than we knew or mm-hmm. he's so much more motivated or whatever mm-hmm. that you don't pick up off the of tape. So I've always been interested by that, by that process of, of talking to these teams and how much of it is really about, like, you As a running back, versus like, are you going to get in trouble? Yep. Are you leaving this meeting to go out to the mm-hmm. to the club here mm-hmm. at the bowl, or mm-hmm. are you going to go up to your room and get a good night's sleep because we got XYZ tomorrow? Exactly. Right? Um, I've always been curious about that process, yeah. So, uh, the game day comes. Um, I, I
0: flip it on TV, I'm watching it. And my family's like, what, what are we watching? I'm like, This is a all- college all star game. I was like, We have mom with mom with guy who writes in it, so we, we sit down and watch. And it's frustrating because there's so many dudes, so many, and you only get X amount of reps. And I'm like, I, you know, not for nothing, but I could give a crap about every other running back that's in this <laughs> game except for you. And I'm like, just sitting there on the edge of my seat, like, put Owen in, put Owen in, put Owen in. <laughs> so, what what was the game like for you? The, I,
1: yeah, no, the game was the game was good. Um, I feel like a lot of the like there was a lot of players that didn't play in the game because they liked that that Monday through Thursday. Because all the scouts were there like Monday through like Wednesday, Thursday ish, and then like a lot of them were like making kind of business decisions like oh, I'm not gonna really play because there was no scouts at the game. Right, right? that was just for like the TV right. aspect. Right, right, So like um, Monday through Thursday we were getting it in though. Like that's where all like I got my a lot of carries, um, and I really did well in that. But on the game, <laughs> they gave me like two inside zone runs and like I was okay. I was just
0: <laughs> I know. I know, and then I'm like watching pass you pay a little bit of pass protection, yeah. um, but but it was interesting, and I'm sure it sure was awesome. I saw you had a huge contingent of people out there. Mm-hmm. I saw the picture, like like who who came all like do you have I know you're from Maryland, obviously, mm-hmm. but do you have family out there and yeah. everybody just come out
1: literally like ninety percent of my family lives in California. Really? Yeah, on my mom's side. Okay, so they were all there. Like everybody was so excited to see it because oh my god, he's playing in the Rose Bowl. He never plays out here. Yeah. Um. But it was it was an awesome experience for sure, especially like after the game I get to see everybody.
0: I yeah, that's mean, awesome. Like, I saw yeah. some of the pics on on uh, social media, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, mm-hmm. I was like, Owen's oh, got a lot of people who <laughs> flew out there for that. <laughs> I was like, damn, <laughs> he had two carries, and they flew all the way that's across. What I'm the <laughs> but yeah. that's cool that you got to, that you got family in mm-hmm. California, so that must have been pretty special. Oh man. my god, yeah. Sure. So so you get done with that and you come back and is it like just right back in the training routine? Right.
1: Yeah, we have like a little download week, right, where we're not doing as much stuff just to like let your body get back into order and then you straight back to it again. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just literally you wake up 6 30, you have breakfast at 7 30, 7 30 to like five o'clock, you're working out.
0: Man. Yeah. Sounds exhausting. Yeah. You got <laughs> eight weeks, so yeah. No, you don't have a whole lot this of time. It's the time to go hard at it, right? Yeah, yes. exactly. So uh so Thursday, we've got the com- we got the pro day. I don't know why I keep calling it combine. But it's essentially a combine. Yeah. Um, Thursday, we've got the pro uh, pro day. What what was the instruction, like, basically between now and then, like, just relax, get a little bit of work in, make yeah. sure you're eating right, mm-hmm. sleeping good?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, eating right, sleeping good, um, just doing, you know, your warm-ups, um, basically just getting off your legs a lot, just rest. Because, I mean, you're already trained and everything, so... Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of like rest and just regeneration going into it. That's the biggest thing.
0: Well, that's awesome. Um, and and we wish you a lot of luck with that. But we've got a bunch of other stuff to talk about. Uh, I, I was t- taking notes. I took notes as I was thinking about this. Um, your kind of journey is is well, I guess going forward, it's going to be more uh, popular and more. But yeah, previous to that, I think it was a little, not, it was a little different. So you start at William and Mary, mm-hmm. uh. Th- three did you get 3 in 3 years cuz yeah COVID? i um
1: yeah i played for yeah 3 3 years and then um i graduated cuz i was there for 4 years i got redshirted in my first year
0: gotcha um what you know obviously you graduate from an awesome institution uh really good football program and i'm sure you had a lot of different options of places you could go um we obviously needed needed to fill a role of a running back Uh, what made you kind of choose Monmouth?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, um, leaving William & Mary, I was talking to a lot of schools, um, but I feel like the thing that made me comfortable was uh, Coach Dorsett because um, I met with him a lot in high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, I knew who he was. I was familiar with him, and he was really passionate about getting me here. So I feel like that, like, I liked him because he liked me, and um, I feel like that played, like, a huge role in me making that decision ultimately. Um, and they're willing to take me immediately on scholarship too.
0: W- was there any trepid like we had Joan Fari here, you know, obviously thousand yard back, you know, all American. was there was there a trepidation of coming to a place where you knew you were gonna have to kind of share carries?
1: Um, no, I just my my outlook on it is is if you work hard and you, you remain humble, um, you know good stuff will come to you. And that's the kind of outlook I took on the whole thing. I knew they had a all star or um, an all American here, but I knew, you know, they needed me in certain situations, and that's kind of the role that I took here. So, like doing the dirty work, whatever you need me to do, I'll do. I Mm -hmm. mean, at the next level, you're not gonna play every single down. Every single they need you to do certain things. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that was like a good like little pre, you know, precursor to what I'll be doing in the future.
2: Okay. Did did your um, you talked about Coach Dorsett with Mm -hmm. uh with before you got here in the recruiting process and all that. Um what was it like when you got here playing for, for Sammy? I know he's he's a guy that we um, you know, we applaud a lot here for the mm-hmm. the backs that he's had since he's been here and you're now on the you know among that list. Yeah. Um what's it like being in the running backs room with Coach Sorce said day in, day out? It's like honestly, it's the most fun I've had. Like <laughs> like, uh, like
1: bar no but um nah just being with like that amount of talent in a room like everybody has like their own little thing, right? Like someone will be good at, you know, power, speed, like someone's good on the board. So I feel like I learned a lot about like being, you know, a tough or a tougher running back, you know, the X's and O's. So I feel like everybody everybody bought, brought a little bit of, you know, their self in the room. And then Dorset also being, you know, huge X's and O's guy and mm-hmm. has a lot of talent that's passed through that room. He he knows a thing
2: or two for sure. Definitely does. Yeah. yeah.
0: He'll walk around with the Crocs that say HOF mm-hmm. on them.
2: Well, we did a poll in the preseason. Um, guys walking out to practice. Who was the best college athlete among the coaching staff? And Sammy was a runaway winner. He was a runaway winner. Yeah.
0: They were, They were. I, I actually really like those videos. I know it was kind of like, I hope it's not one of those things that's like a one-year thing and then nobody's doing them. Because uh, they were really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: like that. They were they were they really fun. Yeah, the sure.
0: f- the first couple ones, I don't think people really like un- like got it, and then like as it started getting going, they got pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we bring those back. That was all Gary. So,
2: but listen, Sammy was uh was a Hall of Fame back at Robert Morris, and people the people know that. So of course the people know that. How yeah. much does does to relate off of that? How much does he use? I mean the football's changed, right? And yeah. and I don't want to date Sammy, but football's changed a lot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. How much does does he use his experience as a really good college back to kind of portray what he mm-hmm. wants you guys to do? I think um I
1: feel like he doesn't really, you know, put like, "Oh, I'm a Hall of Famer," you know, that kind of stuff except out to, there. Where's on his yeah, shoes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um I think the main thing is just like he knows what it's like to be a running back and you know at some places they they just take, you know, a random position and put him at running back coach mm-hmm. and that he can't really relate to the running backs. So having somebody that can relate to a running back and, like, kind of know where the holes are going to open up and when you get in the open field, be an athlete, mm-hmm. that's what he really put on us. Like, yo, if you get into the open field, like, Go. I just got you there. Yeah, just do your thing because that's why you're here. That develops a huge sense of trust, and I think running backs really, you know, feed off that.
0: Uh, speaking of open fields, <clears throat> earlier this year, Owen sprints it was awesome. it was so awesome. into the record book at mom so awesome. <laughs> tying, tying two other guys it's uh i don't know what it was second down
2: third down yeah, yeah it was like third down it, it was third right da- after we got the we got a stop on a measurement <laughs> yeah yeah
0: it was third and nine i think from our one yeah and i think it was one of those like all right let's just get it give us a little bit of space so we can mm. punt out of our end zone and then all of a sudden i look up and owen's at the twenty. And uh, you go 99 yards oh. for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, take us through that play if you can, a little bit. Uh, y- I saw you after the game because I-, I picked you up to go bring you over to uh, interview, and you looked exhausted. Uh, and that because forget about just the one carry for 99 yards. You had a bunch of other carries um, and a bunch of other touchdowns in that win over Albany. But but kind of take us through that game.
1: Yeah. For so, that play. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think we had we had a pulling we had a power play going. We had a pulling guard. Um, I give it all to the line on that because it was just wide open. Um, pull around and um, the guard, you know kind of clears the guy off like kind of log or yeah, kind of log blocks him mm-hmm. and then I see this is one guy to beat and I'm just like he's on the corner and I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm out. And when I'm running, like I can't I can't hear anything. everything just like swoosh. <laughs> right. And I'm just like I can only hear my patches like boom, 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 down the field. I'm just, like, looking back, like, oh, my gosh, like, is anybody...
0: And we don't even have a scoreboard on that side of the chat. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) I can't, like, look up at the screen and be like, oh. So I'm, like, looking back every five seconds trying to see. But, yeah, when I scored, I was just like that. Like, everything is just, like, surreal.
0: That was wild. Yeah. I knew there was no way we were losing that game uh, after that. It was just like, that's got to be so demoralizing. And I'm not taking anything away from you, Mm -hmm. but just to have the back who's supposed to be the short yardage, run your butt over... Mm -hmm. Dude, go ninety nine yards on you! Like,
2: I was like, we're we're winning that game. Do you realize? Uh, I've never played running back, but um, like we talked about, you're a short short yardage guy, or mm-hmm. um, you know, even not a short yardage guy. Ninety nine yards doesn't happen to many people. Yeah. Was there a point in that run where you're like? How many yards do I have?
1: Like, yeah. how long is this field? So, at like the forty-yard line, I was like, "Yo, like, if he catches me, like, I can't come back to the other sideline. Like, I really can't." So, um, nah, that was that was crazy. I didn't even realize what I did until like I got to the mm-hmm. sideline. I'm like taking a sip of water. I'm like, "Yo, that really just happened."
0: <laughs> it's crazy. Third time in school history, and the first time in like since 2008. So, first one I've that seen. is.
2: 15 years or whatever. But many, uh, with as many explosive backs as we've had in the last 10, 15 years, and and uh, that was only the third one.
0: I, I got to be honest. Um, first of all, I'm not even going to bring up the stats because I forgot, but a bazillion touchdowns. I mean, you've had like three, three-touchdown games. A lot of short yard stuff. is almost like if we get a first and goal inside the five, I'm like, oh, this is six. yeah, Six row and like it's going in. Um, I, I think, and, and this is going to sound – maybe it'll sound crazy, maybe it isn't. I think maybe – my, my favorite Owen Ray play in the last two years uh, came last year, 2021, against um, North Carolina A&T mm-hmm. down there on the GHO. ho mm-hmm. uh, 25,000 people, loud. It's still a good game at this point. Fourth and nine, I think. And you just kind of squeak out in the middle field on a pass play mm-hmm. and um, and run a dude over make a guy miss and get like 15 yards on like fourth and eight. And I was right. like... Man, that might be that might be one of the, like, most unheralded but big plays um, um, of the season. Mm-hmm. Like, do you consider yourself kind of, I don't want to say a weapon, but do you consider yourself a threat out of the backfield catching the ball?
1: I would say so. Um, I feel like I take a lot of pride in catching the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, like, going out on routes and stuff like that. But just making that guy miss and being able to help my team. Like I said, just do the dirty work. Like, I enjoy that kind of stuff. I feel like that's what gets people paid in the NFL.
0: It definitely does. Oh, yeah. uh, here's another thing, and, and I was kind of joking with Coach Callahan the other day. Uh thing that gets people paid in the NFL is special teams. Mm-hmm. And I wanna say I would say once out of every three times on kickoff, I picked my head up and I was like, Who is that? oh and right. Um you don't get a lot of running backs that that line up on kickoff mm-hmm. And if they are on kickoff, they're not sprinting down and making tackles regularly. Uh, where's that mindset come come from? Did you Have you always played special teams? And kind of, you know, why?
1: Um, yeah, so I played a little bit of special teams at uh, women & Mary. I re- returned kicks. Um, but I didn't really do, like, a lot of punt, punt return, like that kind of stuff. Um, I think it was just, like, just mentality I gave myself. And just the mentality on the kickoff team, like, Someone's got to go down there and set the tone, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, me being an older guy, i might as well do it, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> strap up and go. Yeah, and that's the mentality that I had when I ran down there. I said, I don't care.
0: And you're a personal protector on punt uh-huh. as well. Uh huh. Um, I can't believe we didn't run one fake punt. No, we did. I mean, come on, dude's got a 99 yard run. I'm gonna have to talk to. I was asking to. for it. Yeah. I mean, it's in the playbook, that's right? Saying, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, Coach Callahan's the one who called it. Calls it. Uh, it's not like you can just step up there and be like, mm, "Today's the day." Yeah, I might just audible that.
2: <laughs> yeah, very angry, Coach Callahan. Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: Even if you convert, you're gonna get it. Uh-huh. Um, but that's awesome. I think your special teams play is something that's just just huge. And, and we're gonna um, we're gonna miss obviously the short yardage. We're gonna miss everything. The, the pass protection, uh, but but special teams. I'm telling you on punt and on kickoff, I, I, it's numerous times I look down and just, I'm like 26 with the tackle and like good tackles. Not like, like, like tackles. Like, Oh, is this dude play defense? tackles, <laughs> Not like not like, you know, a running back running down there and being like, I guess I got to tackle this
2: guy. Did you play defense in high school?
1: Oh uh, yeah, I did for for like one and a half, two years though, until I switched to full offense.
2: Where um, <laughs> so it's
1: it's not like you know I was just playing it for years,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. It's been a minute since you had to run down full speed and exactly. tackle somebody. Exactly. But listen, that's you know that's what's gonna get FCS guys on the field mm-hmm. in in the next level, like a hundred percent. Um. So a couple of things I want to touch that touch on touchdown before we kind of kind of let you go here. Um. Uh, wh- one of the things that I didn't know about until, I don't know, I probably had to be around last summer, was that your grandfather, um, who's no longer with us, passed away last year, but he, he was, he's in the, the Washington Commanders' uh, ring of honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, 11 years with one team, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. He was drafted by the Cowboys and then traded right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, played quarterback at Cincinnati and mm-hmm. then played defense. Uh, how big of, uh, like how, first of all, it's awesome, but... Mm-hmm what did that mean to you as a football player to, to know that your, your grandfather is an absolute stud?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, we didn't really like we, I mean, I knew I grew up in a football family, right. Mm-hmm. But like, we didn't really, you know, harp on like being a football player so much as, um, you know, kind of the values that it reflects, like, you know, like I said before, like being organized, um, you know, being honest, like responsible, that kind of stuff, the stuff that he learned through football. So he taught me that kind of stuff rather than, oh, you know, I'm a good football player, you know, I did this and that. Mm-hmm. So, But I feel like he, the way that he um, kind of taught me was the best way, but I kind of found out, you know, through everything, you know, especially after how great of a person, you know, how much he really taught me overall.
0: And then he goes and, and he's part of the NFLPA mm-hmm. uh, as an executive for a number of years. Um, do you ever go, have you gone back and watched like Reds, I guess Redskins games at the time, uh, from like the sixties and seventies and watching them play? Yeah.
1: With like the one bar helmets.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Barely any pads. Oh my God. He used to tell me stories about that all the time. Like how they're in training camp. They just put like ice in their helmet and like. (laughs)
0: we on the sidelines, just
1: like eating the ice. I'm like, bro, you played in a completely different time, like salt tablet times and stuff
0: like that. Sure, right. I oh, mean, bro. completely different now from like, yeah. all right, heat break. You b- blow the whistle. It's a heat break. That's what I'm uh, and go sit in the cold tub after the saying. game is
2: over or after practice is the, over. The, the amount of equipment that they didn't wear. Oh my god, was is crazy to look back on.
0: I, like I tried it. Like, all right, so my son's 13, and and like he doesn't really understand when we watch football, and I'm like. This isn't like, even when I was young, like I'm 43, but even when I was young, like in like the early 90s, watching plays from like the 70s and 80s, I was like, these dudes are getting murdered yeah. out
1: there. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like quarterback, like Joe Theismann's leg, like quarterbacks.
1: Oh, yeah, there's no rough in the passer back then. <laughs> no. There's no rough in the passer. No,
0: and everybody's like, you know, oh, the NFL is such a changed league. I'm like, yeah, oh, they want more offense. I'm like, no, I think they just don't want people to, to be dragged out on stretchers and there's so much more money involved oh my gosh and everything so uh that's awesome that that you have kind of that pedigree to to, as an example and and it's even better that like what you talked about it's not even so much about football Mm -mm. it's about the values that you learn from playing football exactly uh coach Callahan gave a speech to a bunch of high school athletes uh last August and uh they they basically said to him you know, you can talk about whatever you want. Like, you know, you get 10 minutes, you can talk about whatever you want. And I really thought it was interesting. He, he came up there and he had some notes written down, but he really kind of went off the cuff because he really came from the heart. And he talked about uh, how football is such a special sport, um, not because of touchdowns and interceptions and tackles and sacks, but really because of what it kind of teaches you Yeah. Uh, on and off the field and, and things that it teaches you on the field that, that, you need to carry with you for the rest of your life off the field in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. So seems like that's kind of aligned with with kind of how you grew up.
1: Absolutely. Um, it's just, I feel like football, like it really teaches you a lot, like how different people depend on you to do certain things and how you really just, you can't let them down. There's a lot of pressure too, which is good. And you learn how to deal with that kind of pressure. So I feel like that's definitely significant. Like when you work and you know, like when you're going to school like when you have a family later on, it's mm-hmm. just certain things you have to do. Sometimes you don't like it, but you have to get it done, you know, in order for the, for your team to, you know, move on or do better or whatever.
0: Uh, last, probably football related question. Mm-hmm. I want to ask, um, you're moving on, but pretty special back here at Mammoth right now. In Jade and Jaden Sheridan mm-hmm. uh, kind of quiet. His first year had a couple, I mean that, that same game, the A&T game, he had a couple pretty nice, mm-hmm. uh, pretty nice plays and, we saw the speed uh, against Robert Morris in that crazy game that was like shortened, and we're losing light and hurricanes and everything else that was going on <laughs> out here. Um, but when, like, I mean, I go back and I watch the New Hampshire game. He had like three carries for eight yards, mm-hmm. and I was kind of breaking Sammy's chops about like, mm-hmm. you know, what were you doing? He said like, he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. When did you kind of see the special? How special Jaden could be. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, When I I came in um, and we were working out, I feel like in that, I knew it. I knew we had a lot of special backs. Yeah. But that second half of the season when we were playing like the, like when we went into conference play last year, like the year that I got here, that's when I knew, you know, we had something special. Um, He was showing a lot of ability. I feel like it was just, you know. Just just becoming comfortable, more comfortable with like mm-hmm. getting the ball and everything. I mean, obviously he's a running back, but I'm saying like in the system. Right. Um and then we just got comfortable, like you see what he did, and he's just crazy, yeah. unstoppable.
0: I nobody can convince me that we had a bet that there's a better backfield in college football than not. we had last year. No. With yourself and Juwan and and obviously Jaden. Mm-hmm. Um and I think we'll have a good one this year as oh, well. Yeah. Obviously Juwan has chosen to um Go to Eastern Illinois, I think. Mm-hmm. That's right. Not Eastern. Indi- I always get them in Eastern Indiana. India State mixed up. He's at one of the two Eastern Illinois. I think. Um, you, you know, you're you're going to be preparing for the next level, and we have Jade and There's some other. You know, There's some guys back there that people don't know about, Jameer mm-hmm. Barnes yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, Makai mm-hmm. Green. Mm-hmm. You know, uh,
1: you got Austin Casarina too. Casarina,
0: who had who mm-hmm. <laughs> also scored in that game against mm-hmm. Robert Morris. I just remember we had a great video clip of it. Uh, and then we brought in a transfer from Harvard, who I think is going to be the next kind of big back to fill. Uh, you know, the the Owen Wright slash Devell Jones. A uh, big bruiser, run people over, kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of role. So, uh, I, I Sammy Dorset is back. I think the the running back position, uh, obviously, uh, uh, Coach Gabe does a great job with the with the O line. I mean, our O line is year after year very good. Oh yeah, and I think that'll you know that'll kind of continue to prove. Uh, proof true here uh so we usually like to wrap up the podcast with a couple like get to know you questions yeah. stuff that doesn't really have anything to do with what we we just spoke about um gary you want to want to lead off with with one for owen um yeah
2: i can do that um and I'm, i know you're, you're getting into to the nfl um draft time of year and we have pro day obviously this week um growing up as a Somebody who grew up in Maryland, your your grandfather like you talked about played mm. for the um, played for Washington, mm. um, the football team. <laughs> the yeah. Football team. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know what I'm allowed to say anymore. Um, number one, did you have a team that you rooted for growing up? And number two, um, your favorite running back that you you modeled your game after or, or, or watched when you were um, you know a little kid? Okay.
1: Uh, so yeah, definitely the hometown team. Definitely huge Washington fan for sure. The whole family. I, I would imagine that's what I think possible. Not. To yeah, it's, it's still hard. It's hard to. You know, through through the last couple of seasons, to they'll get it figured out. They will <laughs> get it. Figured yeah. Anyway, out. um, <laughs> I, I liked watching a lot of, um, let's see, um, Ladanian Tomlinson mm-hmm. was really good. Frank Gore, I really liked a lot. Dude um, played for like twenty years. Like twenty NFL. years. <laughs> just <laughs> just yeah. retired. Just yeah. retired. Oh my god! I think his uh-huh. kid
0: was like close to being in the NFL. Yeah, his, yeah, kids his kid. College, yeah,
1: his kid was at the facility I worked out with. He just oh, came really? in for a day or two. Yeah, he looks, he looks smack like him. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> Like Florida Frank Gore, Reds, yeah. You Florida. grew up in a good era of, of, of backs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a very good era. Um, and out to that, like uh, Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. um, Josh Jacobs, um, Saquon Barkley a lot. It's a lot of good backs now. There are a lot of good backs.
0: Uh, did did the Raiders use uh, their thing on Josh Jacobs? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah they tagged him. They, they tagged, tagged him. Them. Mm-hmm. Darn it. <laughs> Thought the birds are gonna get that one. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah. So that's great. What uh I asked this. Now this is, could be a little bit different because you're a younger guy. Mm. Um, but what is the best concert you've been to? We used this last week with Coach E. Hall, and he had a great
1: answer. Best concert I've been to. I went to this two chains concert. Okay. Like a couple of years ago. That was good. What that was, was that? Really a- good. So it was like Jiffy Lube. Oh, I okay. Think like in Maryland somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like one of those. Oh yeah, I like that one though.
0: All right. It was, it was Two good. chains.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't really go to a lot of concerts. Yeah. But I would go to like, I would go to like a little baby concert or like something in the like future. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. do that for sure. Everybody. I mean, shows.
0: I feel like when we used to, I mean, we sometimes we do do like the the music you listen to right before you go out. It's it's all future, little baby. Uh-huh. Not too much dub, baby. Nah, that's just, nah. <laughs> that time's passed. It's over. That time's passed, man. Fickle, so quick. I Hates, it. Hate to be in the music business. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Owen, thanks, man. Uh, really appreciate it. Good luck on Thursday. We'll be here. We'll obviously have, uh, Mob Digital Network. We'll have you covered. We're gonna shoot some video. We're gonna probably do a quick interview at the end. Uh, and then we will, no doubt, be watching as as, uh, the NFL draft comes along and. Uh, always an exciting time. Really appreciate all the time. We didn't even touch on like the, the ridiculous academics, and um, you have you know multiple degrees, and uh, what the plan is after. But we can get all on that when when you're when you're you know year two in the NFL, and uh, we call you up to be back on the pod and and, and chat with us. But really appreciate everything you've done, and uh, appreciate you taking some time today. No problem. Pleasure. Good luck, man. All right. Thank you. Well, Gary, uh, that was a awesome couple of minutes with Owen Wright. Uh, really pulling for him to do big things this Thursday. We have a couple other guys working out, too. Daquan Grimes. Um, Going to be interesting as usual. But I'd be remiss if we did not do the Edison HVAC live read.
2: It's my favorite part of the show.
0: I mean, honestly, if you listen to this show and you haven't at least gone to edisonhvac.com. There's something wrong. Edison Heating and Cooling provides full HVAC services to businesses and residents in Central Jersey. Visit edisonhvac.com to schedule your repair or installation today. And if you haven't done that, then I hope you enjoy being cold. I do. Which you do, actually. You <laughs> job. Uh, women's tournament starts up. In a couple days, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we think about the Hawks?
2: Um, well, good win to close out the regular season. Really close game. That was important. Um, against, against Stony Brook, but ended up getting uh, the win late. We were watching that in the car on our way home from uh, from D.C., but, but a nice win for Coach Boggess to, um, to close out the season. Now they get Charleston, um, a team they lost to out at Charleston um, in a close game. Uh, first CAA opportunity for coach Bogus and put together, a, a, a nice season in the CAA 500 record in the first year. Um, only getting better. You hope that, uh, go out, get a win against, uh, against Charleston. And then you got to play Drexel. Who's got one of the best players in the country, but <laughs> yes. cross that bridge when you come to it. Right. right.
0: Just go. You got to take these games one game at a time. That's all this
2: time of year. You never know what, uh, what could happen, but that's definitely a program on the rise. And, um, We'll see, right? I mean, that's mm, crazier things have happened. You have four fifth or seniors who have been through this at various different levels and different places, um, including here. Um, so that game will be on Flow Sports 5 o'clock Thursday, and then they'll play Friday if they can get a win over, over Charleston on Thursday. Um, we'll have all the coverage for you. Um, content-wise, Mount on Network and on social media and all that good stuff. This is kind of our time to shine. This, this time of year is a good time for our department to uh, – We'll Putting out great content,
0: yeah, 100%. And uh, we'll have uh, pro day covered. Uh, we talked a bit about um, baseball getting three
2: wins, three wins, swept Merrimack. That was fun. Um, set program record for strikeouts in a game on Friday with 19. Wow, it's fun. Um, three games at a neutral site down in Virginia, but but got three wins, got some guys going offensively. Um, first test. In the CAA, earlier than I think Maud Baseball wild. has ever played a conference game. <clears throat> it's um, wild. But they're headed to Wilmington this weekend to take on um, the Seahawks, and we'll get our first taste of Southern baseball yeah. <laughs> so at the collegiate level, um, at least at least in our conference. Uh, it'll be interesting to see um, the level. And, you know, UNC Wilmington is 6-6. Six and six. Got a couple of of nice wins and a couple of tough losses, so hard to kind of handicap this one. But mm-hmm. um, right into it, right? It's it's a couple weeks in and you go right into CAA um, CAA play. So that's what Mammoth Baseball has after uh, like we talked about before. A great week on the podcast with Coach E Hall um, goes out and gets three wins and now has uh, CAA action coming at you.
0: Hundred percent, and we got a. Uh... Obviously, swimming's done, indoor track is done, uh, women's and men's across is four and one. Um, they're about to hit hit some pretty tough teams. Uh, women's across today is playing Johns Hopkins, who is, uh, one of the top 10 teams in the country. And then it doesn't really get any easier for them with, uh, Stony Brook being ranked in the top five and Delaware and Towson both, um, Either in the top twenty-five or, or garnering votes and being right outside of it, so CAA in the spring is no is no no uh, no, no picnic, yeah, no joke. But it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun and um, lots of programming coming up on Flow Sports and a couple linear games that we haven't announced yet. Uh, just waiting on one more network to get back to us, but uh, looking forward to to all of that stuff as well. Uh, we cannot. I'd be remiss if I did not bring up. Two things. Uh, Giving days are coming up soon, just over two weeks away. Uh, That is a huge time where you can give $33 at a minimum. Uh, Of course, we would love to have gifts higher than that, but at $33, uh, you will get a pair of nifty socks. Uh, I do not wear the socks from last year. Uh, I think one of my children took them.
2: I like the socks. They're good. But
0: everybody last year said the socks are comfortable. And very nice. So they are a little bit different, kind of fun. They got some Monmouth logos on them. Uh, Also, the ambassador program, it's very, very easy. You sign up for it. um, And then you just basically on giving days put out there, put a link out on your social media and say, hey, uh, you know, come support Monmouth on giving days. People just use your link to sign up. And I believe if you get 10 people to sign up under your link, uh, you will get uh, a Monmouth Glass uh, that actually looks pretty cool. It's like a frosted beer mug. Mm. Um, so you know, I know some people out there, couples that uh, that are mammoth people. You know, if if each can have a little competition. If you are uh, like I am with my wife, everything is a competition. So you could have a competition where who who can get the most amount of people, and then you have a set of two frosted glasses. At the end of the day, you pour yourself a nice um, drink of choice in your frosted glass. And cheers, and say, "Hey, we raise some money for our programs, and uh, <laughs> our rewards are socks and, and glasses." Mm-hmm. Giving days is huge. Uh, we're gonna hit you over the head with that. It's going to be on everything um, because it's it's for us. It just goes right to the student athletes. It goes right to make their everything better for them. Uh, <clears throat> there are some challenges that that uh, we've been fortunate that there are some people who. Um, Donate, you know, in the thousands of dollars and they put out these challenges like if X, Y, Z can get a uh, hundred. If this sport can get a hundred donors, I will uh, give a $10,000 gift. So that's, you know, and that could be a hundred donors of five bucks. Who cares? You know, so keep your eyes out for that kind of stuff. And uh, March 23rd and 24th and then creeping up on us here is the uh, is the golf outing um, at Matita Conk again. Uh, this is your opportunity because if you cannot afford to or you don't know anybody who can afford to play at that course, it's your opportunity to get in there. Lots of sponsorship opportunities. Um, some high rollers go through there. A lot of business, I heard a lot of business deals going on when I was there last last year. It was like, oh, hey, yeah, man, uh, here's my car, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, cool. So people are getting some value out of this. And then they get to play golf and eat a great meal. I had a great dinner.
2: Um, it was a great event last year. Awesome.
0: Really fun event. We got our student-athletes out there. You, you meet the student-athletes, talk to them. That event raised, like, over $200,000. And once again, that's another thing that uh, nobody gets their paws on. It goes right to, uh, right to the Athletic Director's Excellence Fund, and that, that goes directly to help the student-athletes and, uh, you know, put on some programs that um, enrich their lives.
2: That's my pitch. All good things. Great. I want to thank our guest. Yeah, Owen was awesome. Owen was awesome. Can't wait to see what numbers he puts up at the Pro Day. We'll have that covered for you. So uh, stay tuned for that. Owen Wright, Daquan Grimes, and other guys getting ready to uh, take a shot at the next level.
0: Yeah, and, and the next level could mean a lot of things. We got the USFL coming up. There's four Hawks in that. i am be watching.
1: In a production of the Monmouth Digital Network, Hawk Talk is available on all major podcast distribution sites, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Pandora, and more. All rights reserved. Uh
0: Hawk Talk is brought to you in part by the Mammoth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org/slash mammoth. Let's be healthy together.